Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'm T-Bird, along with the other guy, OG, and Dexter, the producer. Mo's out tonight, so we're going to roll without her, and hopefully she's listening. So, guys, let's roll right into it. Uh, OG, our Braves lose, and we come up short in the playoffs, and... You know, we we had all this home run power, and we had all this and that. What, what's your thoughts on why we came up short? I I think we got away from what got us in the playoffs to begin with, and and that is playing the small ball. We didn't rely. There was that shift early in the year where we were focused on the home runs, and and you know that's great and all, but it doesn't win you a majority of baseball games. It, wow. You know, small ball does. Scoring runs do. You know, manufacturing runs and. I feel like we got a little bit away from that. You know, we 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 put all this pressure on ourselves to win the division, beat the Mets, and then just to fall flat on our faces against a team that we we beat up during the regular season. I, I agree. We 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 didn't play baseball, and uh, matter of fact, the Phillies played baseball against us. Uh, Dick, I mean, they played small ball. They had their home run hitting guys bunting. And we and we didn't. So you know, what's your thought, man? I you know I realize somebody has to. I know, I'm not even gonna say this. Somebody has to not win. And I think just they lost momentum at some point. And Philly had the momentum. Sometimes that um, that emotional push that you get, you know, from winning a couple games will just take you to where you need to go. So I mean, it's hard to say. I think at this point, the way they're dialed in, they're looking way past this season it would have been nice to repeat but as far as they've gotten they've i'm proud of them i'm proud of the team yeah you know that's a good point i mean uh you know we i i think with the setup og with the makeup that we got they could have been looking a little bit past saying we're gonna be good for years and i think when we played the mets i think we I think we we blew our load, if you, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. I mean, because... Wrong podcast, bro, wrong podcast. <laughs> I mean, it took everything that we had to catch up with the Mets and surpass them, and then it was like, boom, we just ain't got nothing left. Right, and it, I, I just, I, I hate to say it, but I told you so. And if Mo were here, she would be right on, you know, she's got my back on this because we talked about this, that there is no way that they're going to repeat. Now, we can hope and want them to, and you can say all this don't cheer stuff, but, hey, you ain't cheering either, buddy. <laughs> well, well, you know, uh, it's hard to repeat. It's, you it, know, it, it is. It's hard to repeat, and no matter how you look at it, it's, it's very hard to repeat as a World Series champion. But, again, I felt like Snicker should have – You when you get in the playoffs, you got to manage differently a little. You know, again, Swarber, uh, Kyle Swarber and um, – uh, what's this? What's the big uh, the home run hitter for the Phillies? Uh, the one I hate, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Yeah, they button. They trying to move runners over. Yeah, and that's what you do. This is it's time to win, but we didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Dick, we didn't. We didn't do that. We we got run. We had the bases loaded twice, and did not move the runners. You get uh, Acuna doubles. He's at second base. Nobody out. You got Dansby Swanson coming up. Perfect candidate for the bunt to get him over in scoring yeah. position with less two out. And he up there striking out because he's trying to go out of the park. 
So, OG, I mean, I don't understand that. Did, did Snicker get out-managed or out-coached out or, you know, whatever I, you want to say? I think he did to a certain extent because I'm, I'm uh, the Phillies manager had his big guys button moving people over, trying to create offense. Yeah. And and that we didn't we we didn't do that. We got ducks on the pond, but all we was doing swinging for the fences. Yeah, you left got them to stranded, play man. Left them stranded. I, you brought up something a couple of weeks back that I uh, I did some homework and some research, and and Mama OG helped me out with diving deep into the stats. But during the regular season, when the opposing team scores first, the Braves lose. Uh, it looks like it's two out of every three games. So, so if the opposing team scores first, the Braves can't come back in in, in a majority of those games. And even when they score in the same inning, it, it's kind of a, it gets too too deep into the weeds. But in general, the Braves lose two out of three games when when they do not score first. A good point. And and uh, to that point, OG, we don't play well in day games, and that's documented. I you know all the games were. Day games, except yeah. for the one where rain pushed us to the night. What did we do? We won. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. So if you go back through the season, you know, OG, we talked about that. Uh, we The Braves don't play well on national broadcast games, and they don't play well in day games. And and that they that was all over social media because that's the that's a fact. Yeah, and and the playoffs are good. they're all nationally televised games, so it's it's setting themselves up for for failure for, here for failure. And like I say. With the with the with the playoff schedule, why you know we all playing day games that that wasn't good. <laughs> we got somebody. Yeah, we got a question. Um, or did the players get psyched out uh, on all the home runs? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, from OG, the, the um, yeah, you know that could. I mean that that'll put a little bit of pressure on you to where you you got to put something out there. You know. Yeah. Again, it goes back to OG. We didn't play baseball. You got to spray the ball around the field. You got to play hit and run. Run on the cool, you know, but we never stole a base. We didn't even try. So, you know, Mama OG, that's that's a good question. And and the Braves for a long time led the National League in, in home runs, but not not in wins. I, I mean, I don't there's not really a correlation there, but you gotta put Dodgers play great small ball. Yeah, and they they they're leading, you know, they're hitting the 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 uh, cover off the ball. Well, my only satisfaction out of the Braves losing is that Dodgers lost too, and I loved every <laughs> bit of it. I, I, I mean, that that actually made me feel better, and I it didn't hurt so bad when the Braves lost because I know that guy wasn't going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Cold, you hear man. me? Yeah, we know, that, we know who should not be named. Yes, we know. Who I knew named. that guy wasn't going to be in the playoffs. So, you know. But anyway, we got uh, San Diego and the Phillies in the NLCS. Uh-huh. And uh, right now, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a pretty good series right now. Right, OG? Yeah, and the, at the beginning of this, you know, beginning of the season, you know, seven, eight, nine months ago, we would have. Out of the two teams oh, in the NFC, you didn't never picked either one of them. Never picked either one of them, and and uh, that just shows you how baseball is. All you got to do is get in the tournament. Yeah, this is true. Um, I did get a comment saying that the the Braves didn't keep the line moving, which we had mentioned earlier. Exactly. And the Dodgers had lost three straight games, so I think they kind of kind of pooped out towards the end, is what it sounds like as well. And th- that's true. And uh, so you know, we're just gonna uh, just you know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll sign Dansby Swanson. I, I hope. 
but you know, after losing Freddie, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's one of those things and it's the whole thing is just a headache the more I think about it, but it it's going to end up working out in the long run. I don't I don't know if I even believe that statement when I say it, but Freddie wanted to stay. His um his agent wanted to make money and I guess Matt wanted to come back here. Um he wanted to play in, in front of his home, so well you know, well, OG, I don't know how you feel about it, but if I'm Dansby Swanson deck, uh-huh. when they at that negotiating table, I'm in there too. Yeah, paying because attention. If I, because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if I want to stay here, uh-huh. then I'm going to have to make sure that's a number because you know they're going to come in low. So that's a number that I can deal with to stay here. I don't, I, you know, if I were him, you know, and I'm, and I'm not his agent, I would test the free waters get a you know get something saying like oh we're willing to pay you this much and then let let uh the braves match that you know what you think OG? Uh, it it braves are not they're not the yankees they're they're not just you know writing big ch- and and the braves may not a be able to afford or match other or these other offers but then if he wants to stay just stay. just stay you know yeah, yeah. like He's already got how many millions? Yeah. Like, what's another million if you if you really want to look at it? Because I mean, Dancer is probably going to get about twenty five million. I, I figure he's going to get between twenty and twenty five million per. Okay, uh, these other cats, the other top shortstops, they getting probably thirty mm-hmm. or more. So Dansby is that second tier. It, he he in bet- he right at the top, but he ain't there. And you know, and like we like we talk about in football, when these quarterbacks sign these you know outrageous deals, they don't have enough money to to go around and and have some some team around them. And I know that the cap yeah. works a little differently, but the same the same theory applies that you can't you can't demand all this money because you'll have no talent. Right. Well, at any rate, we just gonna we just gonna wait. Hopefully, we get Dansby back, and we. Take up where we left off and keep rolling for next year. It was a little bit too long of a season, T-Bird, about three (laughs) games too long. Well, I take that. All right, when we come back, we're going to switch over to a little uh, high school football. Cartersville's in the house. They're back in the winning track. So y'all stay with us. We'll be back on the Cash Potato Sports Report. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live, the episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen.
All right, guys, coming back on the Couch Potato Sports Report, T-Bird OG and Dexter sitting in for Mo tonight. Uh, we were just talking about the Braves, but we're going into a little high school football. And that uh, Cartersville beats Hiram last week, and Hiram beat Calhoun. <laughs> so uh, I think it was a, a little bit of Hiram playing a little bit over their head and Calhoun playing a little bit over their head and Cartersville beating who they ought to beat last week. So, so <laughs> we're basically just having a smack circle, you know, yeah. who can last. Okay. Yeah. Three-way, you know, somebody beats somebody. It's a three-way kind of tie, so yeah. to say. Okay, you and keep saying three-way. That's a different podcast, bro. <laughs> it's a three-team tie. Three, three team, there we yeah. go. <laughs> Uh, you know, the good thing about that is it keeps it interesting. You know, everybody expects Carterville to go in there and smack everyone around, but it, it keeps keeps everybody a surprise, keeps them on their toes. It lets Cartersville know that, hey, you know, you're fallible too. So they're probably going to work harder for the rest of the season. So that's true. I mean, I, I think these kind of things, it pushes everybody to be a little bit better. You know, um, Hiram will get some confidence. Uh, Cass gets a little bit of confidence when they win. Now everybody's playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger. Um, Cartersville's playing a little bit more cautious and studying a little bit more tape. It's it's good for everyone. It's good for everyone. OG, is Cartersville still the best in their region? Yeah, until when it when it matters the most, come playoff time, until they get beaten by a team in the region. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta beat the champ to be the champ. So I wonder I, who said that before. Do you know Rick Flair, man? <laughs> Rick Flair. <laughs> this guy just won't give me no credit at all. <laughs> well, you know, uh, like I say, uh, uh, Cartersville pretty much dominated that game last week. Uh, Hiram was really upbeat. They were the uh, Fox Five Team of the Week after beating Calhoun. So, you know, they had a uh, uh, pep rally and they was all hyped up and going into Cartersville, but. You know, the Canes brought them back down, and uh, they uh, got a lot of good senior play from you know, a young man we had in here, Mr. Paul Gamble. He had a great game against uh, Hiram, and uh, he's the quarterback for Carterville. So, you know, if you can – the superpowers, you know, I mean, I call Carterville the superpower because the other county teams, uh, Cass, Woodland, and Dazzle, they, they, they can't really seem to – get up to par with Cartersville. So until Cartersville is not them anymore, they're them in Bartow County. All right, Adairsville, you're on notice. <laughs> Woodland. Yeah. Woodland. We might be waiting Cass. a while. <laughs> yeah. We calling you all out, dude. We calling you all out. But, you know, they're getting into the home stretch of uh, uh, high school football. So I think they're either in week seven or week eight. So they're getting close. Tonight's Cartersville's last home game. So, um, you know, hey, if you want to get all the college foot, the high school football you want, you can watch on PBS. Uh, they show the game of the week on PBS and they show all the scores. So yeah. on, that's public television. And I love it because you can watch that and get it all. So anyway, we we rooting for you, Cartersville. Uh, of course I am. So just want to go all the way. But uh, anyway, guys, stand with football. OG. How about them Atlanta Falcons beating the 49ers? Because nobody thought that was going to happen. <laughs> right. I, I, I think we're all surprised. Uh, and really, I mean, 
let's let's take a let's take a, a, a talk through Mariota's efficiency here. He didn't pass the ball a ton. It was it was he didn't he didn't take many risks either. But man, he was efficient. I think he was thirteen for fourteen. You know, he's I think it was less than two hundred yards. But he he did what needed to be done to manage the game. And and let the running the running take the you know take the show. Well, Dick, we also gotta you know we gotta give a little props to the offensive line. Now, those boys been playing good. And let me let me give you an example. Caleb McGarry, the right tackle, uh-huh. they did not pick up his fifth year option. So that told him either you get it together this year or we're not gonna extend you. Okay, so him uh, he's playing alongside uh, Chris Lindstrom who is considered one of the best guards in the NFL. So with then they running off that right side. That's why they're getting up a, a, a lot of yards. So the offensive line, has they're really kind of uh, building up a lot of uh, continuity, blocking well, the, blacks, the backs are getting lanes to run. So do you think, that this may sustain for the year because, you know, we hadn't seen a running game like that in five, six years, OG. Yeah. The other thing, not only did we have, we we were able to be a two-dimensional team, you know, passing the ball well and running. We gave minimal sacks and no turnovers. I think that's the first game this season where we've had no turnovers. And, like, Oh my God! We've been we've been. T- it's mistake free. Mistake free. Yeah. What you think, Dick? You know, I think uh, you know. Going back to um, that uh, that O line, um, whenever that whenever a contract isn't picked up, you're playing for two things: either to support your current contract or to audition for the next one. And that is, you know, starving is a motivator. And them guys are like 300 pounds. So, <laughs> oh, uh, no doubt, and, yeah. and and that's a very good point because. Um, Caleb McGarry is definitely playing for what you said. Yeah, he either playing for a new contract or he playing so somebody else can see him play and see if they want to sign it. Oh yeah, there's a rumor out there on uh, on Twitter about how his parents own a laundromat and every time the uniforms get dirty, they have to pay for it. So you know, I, <laughs> I, I went ahead and I put that rumor out there. So you know, they're tired of paying for uniforms. So better step his game up. So yeah, I put that out there. OG, let's talk about the D. I tell you what, uh, Grady Jarrett is having a Pro Bowl season at the, up to this point. Gotten some key sacks. Uh, they say I mentioned the one on Tom Brady that was a sack, and they said what? And he been getting them in crunch times of the game. Uh, defense has been getting off the field in the second half of the game to win games and put games away. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. The defense has has been carrying the weight of of the Falcons, and it, made, it paid off in dividends because not only do we do we have important get the defense off the field, but we created three turnovers. Um, right, right, and and just a very strong San Francisco run game was really ineffective. And that's exactly right. And we contained uh, Jimmy Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Because a lot of times in the past, Jimmy G's hurt us. So, but the San Francisco 49ers, now to their credit, they picked up um, the kid out of uh, Carolina. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. And I'm glad we done already played him. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. this, this cat is going to fit 
in good with their uh with what they do in San Francisco. How many draft picks did they give up for him though? Uh, they gave up a few picks. I don't know to what degree, but the thing that probably helped San Francisco is McCaffrey is he's got a reputation of getting hurt. Oh, so that that, way, hurt, yeah. that hurts his value. Mm-hmm. So you know they they might have gave up maybe a couple of six rounders or something. I don't know yet. Yeah, the thing to me that San Francisco is all the more dangerous because if you if you think about their already strong run game, mm-hmm. and then you add in a, a weapon like Debo who can run, you know he can he can be a wide receiver. Oh, Debo Sam, and yeah. and then and then McCaffrey who has great hands as well for a back. So think about the check down options you have on either side with, with Debo and, and CMC. That, that That's right. Now, and y'all might, y'all might remember that last week I talked about Alameda Zacchaeus for us. He is that type of player. And I think the Falcons are finally starting to know and understand just what I've been saying. Uh, they had an article talking about, the value that he is to the Falcons, what he brings to the Falcons. Matter of fact, they interviewed him on 92.9 yesterday. If you are not a part of the plan, you ain't getting interviewed on 92.9 for the Falcons. So that te- I think he's coming along, had a big catch last week. So uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that we're, may- hopefully we're trying to turn the corner for Arthur Smith because, and maybe he'll talk a little slower so <laughs> You know, because Arthur, man, we get out, you know, you know, and so we got Cincinnati this week, and I think this is a game deck that we we could win, but right now I just don't know. Oh, yeah, that, it's tough to call. The it naughty, is. naughty, natty. Yeah, it's it's rough. Man. They're 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 hit and miss uh, as well. Just I feel like we are too, and it just matters which O line shows up for uh, for Cincinnati. And you got to get to Burrow. You yes, got to get to. So, one more thing before we get out of here, uh, before we go to commercial, I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys just for a minute. Dan Quinn is their defensive coordinator, who used to be the Falcons' former head coach. They are their defense is one of the top defenses in the NFL. Michael Parsons is just crazy, and I'm saying so. Dan Quinn had our defense. Why didn't we get that kind of production? And 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 OG, can you answer that? And Dick, you can answer it too well, if you remember. We did remember. So in the early Dan Quinn days, we had a great season followed by a terrible season, and their great season. And I feel like Dan Quinn, we had a great defense when we were in the Super Bowl. We had a we had a very good defense. Okay. Not gonna lie, but yeah. then I feel like we we had oh we got to improve the offense and and we take our mind off of focusing on the defense to improve the offense and then we we kind of fall by the wayside. I, Dan Quinn had had the um, what is it in Seattle? Seattle? He had he had the the Legion, Legion of Boom. Boom. Yeah, and now he's got the Cowboys. I mean, when you've got Diggs uh, as a cornerback and the Micah Parsons who can play probably all eleven positions on defense. Oh. I, you, that's he's just you you've got a great he, he obviously knows how to put together a good defense i mean it, it personnel just, is kind of a kind of helps you know what i mean like it's not like he's putting janitors out there so not that that's a reflection on the team nobody from the any nobody from there beat me up or anything but i do want to personally blame magic city for our <laughs> d-line 
Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to blame Magic City for that one because um, they were drained. What'd you say? Let's be honest. Everybody has a good time. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> Folks, that's ditched. <laughs> I'm sober tonight, people. <clears throat> Y'all heard it. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Boy, 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 what a terrible loss. Be back in a minute. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. Hey, it's OG from the Couch Potato Sports Report. You know, the smart one. Listen live every Friday at 6 p.m. on Podbean as I drop some knowledge on T-Bird to tell him like it is. And then he tries to tell me why I'm wrong about Notre Dame being hypocrites, the Braves repeating, or soccer being better than basketball. Chat with us live on Fridays or catch it later on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When shopping for homeowner's insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 777 7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678 777 Welcome back to the Couch Potato Sports Report, guys. Uh, glad everybody's joining us tonight. We want to make sure we ask you to re- uh, we want to remind you to join us on Twitter at the Couch Spot. Uh, go to the Couch Potato Sports Report online, uh, Podbean, Spotify, anything I'm leaving out there. Uh, not that I know of. I mean, I, we got the smoke signals machine going back up again, so <laughs> I got that. Y'all want to follow us? It's just just look east a little bit, so you get it. All right. Well, we live uh, in Cartersville, Georgia, at the Mission Road Studios every Friday, six o'clock. OG, those Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, they they just laid an egg last night. I mean, I, I need some help. They just can't get out of their own way. I, I mean. 
they lost to Virginia. Like Virginia, the basketball school. Can you say it too, Dexter? Virginia. VA. Virginia. Oh my God. Yeah, two up, two down. Yeah, I heard of them. Well, the thing about it is the quarterback went out. Uh the tech quarterback. Um Zach. Is it Sims? Last name Sims. And uh very good. I mean, he's uh, you know, uh multi-use quarterback to where he can run and pass Jeff Sims, Jeff Sims. And we got off to a good start. And then when he goes down, it, it just all falls apart. I mean, we couldn't move the ball. We couldn't, we couldn't run it. We couldn't pass it. We couldn't catch it. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, we, we, for a while it was a turnover game. We turned it over day turn, and, but we can't do nothing. No G. So, you know, you let me just say this. You're in the middle of downtown Atlanta on a Friday night, lights the glamour of the city of Atlanta, and you got half to less than half of a stadium. But but you got to remember, so we're playing two sub-500 teams in the ACC are are playing on a on a Friday night. I mean, in downtown Atlanta, I think there's there's – other things to do than watch, you know, subpar football. I, I hate to say it like that, but you got two of the lowest scoring teams in the ACC playing and just neither one are a football program. I mean, I don't, it's not a knock on, on tech, but especially when, when Sims goes out, they just, they're not that highly regarded of a program where they have two and three quarterbacks deep, like, you know, some of the national powerhouse teams. I, it, it's just, it's a different brand of football and it just, I think tech got a little exposed where they're a little thin uh, at some of these skill positions. Dex, your thoughts? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess really my only thought is I'm just going to give these guys the excuse. There is a lot of studying going on over at Georgia Tech. And I think that uh, fall break is coming up. So, yeah, I'm going to give that one. I'm going to hand you guys that little lob there. Well, you know, you know, we lose uh, Jamar Gibbs, the running back from in the transfer portal to Alabama, OG. And he goes from Tech to Alabama, and now he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Right. <laughs> I mean, and this boy is good. But apparently that environment was bad. You know, uh, the former coach, um, uh, what was his name, Jeff? Uh, I thought it was Brian's son, but no, yeah, it, was, right. it was the new coach is Brian's son, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's what's his what was his last Jeff something? Um, man, I had he, it. he couldn't he 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 underutilized the talent that he had, and and we talked about yeah. that. Uh, Mo touched on that with with a couple of tight ends, Jeff Collins. That's yes, Collins, yeah, and and you just hate to see that when like. Tennessee several years ago with Alvin uh, uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was until he exploded uh, with the Saints. With the Saints, that's right. Now, from what I understand under Jeff Collins, it was a friggin' spaghetti junction. At best. Didn't, didn't nobody know where who was going. It was so unorganized. Uh, and that's why a lot of his players were leaving. They were transferring out because it, it was the forest. Yeah. And, and I think you've seen with the new coach – He's trying to fix what was messed up. So it's making them look bad. I mean, it's the culture. You got to put in a a culture of everybody knows what to expect. They didn't know what to expect. There's a lot of, you know, changes going on. And I think that's one of the beauties of things like the transfer portal. 
kind of democratizes things a little bit to where, oh, I, I can't, I don't, I don't have to be here. I don't have to stay with this. I mean, yeah, that's a good and a bad good for, about it. I mean, it's good for the players. Like, I mean, look at old dude over at Alabama. Look at him now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. OG, you got some more news yeah, for the, college well, football? I guess the last thing, the Tech was 2-0 and under the new, with the new uh, head coach. coach. Yeah. I, that's, that is positive momentum right there. Unfortunately, the injury, you know, that could have changed the outcome. Right. Um, but I do want to touch on a couple major uh, games last week. So Tennessee outlasted Alabama in an absolute shootout. That was crazy, wasn't it? That was a, that was a great football game. And it it was, was whoever had the, the ball last, it, it seemed. And it seems like Alabama's kryptonite, man, of these last-second field goals. That's how Texas A&M uh, beat them, I think it was last year. Right. But I got to give a shot. When you, when you wide receiver and you have six catches – and five touchdowns and 200s that ain't bad that ain't bad bad. somebody needs to we need to double team that guy if you're alabama but i i feel like tennessee maybe gave the blueprint to the other teams in the sec on how to beat alabama and georgia's road may have just gotten that much easier um to at least the the final four or the um you know the the playoff who knows (laughs) even even beyond well georgia better look out for tennessee because Georgia has to play Tennessee, and it ain't going to be no, let's check that box off. Because Tennessee beat Alabama. And Florida. and Okay. And unless they just howl for that win, Georgia better look out. Yeah. They, they better look out. Cause, and them people, that those people in Tennessee mm-hmm. beat Alabama. They storm the field. You're talking about 104,000 strong if not a little bit more, stormed the field, tucked the goalpost off the field, and threw it in the river. And uh, Tennessee is an open carry state, so it could have been worse. <laughs> but that was a home – wasn't that a home game for Tennessee? Yes, sir. <laughs> it was a, You're supposed was to a, do that on the opponent's field. They stormed that field. I was watching that game, and it wasn't nothing but orange everywhere. Everywhere. And that – I just don't like that color orange. Like that. That's an ugly orange, man. That safety vest looking. Like, oh, yeah. my goodness. A couple of the other notable games, uh, a lot of like very close down to the wire games. So Oklahoma State uh, played TCU double overtime. You know, that was another top 10, you know, top 15 game. And then Utah beat USC 43 to 42. Last, The thing I loved about that game, I, I happened to catch it. It was the late game. But Utah was down. Scored a touchdown, was down by one. And instead of kicking an extra point for the tie, they went for the win and went for two. They did, yeah. And, oh, I love that. I just – I love taking the risk because yeah. it's – you're you're already the underdog. Right. What do you got to well, lose? What do you got to lose? Well, uh, you know, I got to talk about my Notre Dame fighting yeah, hires. I was, uh, was going to bring them up. Uh, how did they do? I'd rather say it than you, OG. Because I'll be a little bit easier. <laughs> you got that right. Anyway, uh, Notre Dame loses to Stanford, a game that we were picked to win. We did not win. Um, it's apparent that, you know, Marcus Freeman got some things that we got to clean up up there. Uh, or I'm just going to be honest with you. If you don't clean them up, it may not be a long haul for you because they, they, you know, they gave Ty Winningham three years. So, I, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, and Stanford, I mean, a couple of years ago, they were, they were, you know, one of the top teams. Right. They were one and four going into that game. Yes. And I, 
I, I don't say this to, uh, to poke fun, but Notre Dame has at least three other tough, very tough games we in, do. in the next four or five games. Yes, we do. I, I think it could be it could be a six loss season. I, I it, it you I mean you you very well could be right. I mean you're going through a transition from um, you know one head coach to another. You got a lot of the uh, same players, but I think a little bit of a little bit of a different system. And you're not finishing on defense. That, that that's from what I've seen. I watch every game. We just simply don't finish on defense. And then if if we're not moving the ball, the other team, like even if we get we got a two-touchdown lead and then the other team, they just driving down the field. You got to stop people in college football. You know, you got to stop people. We hadn't been doing that. But you got to get teams off the field in third and long situations. And uh, we didn't do that against Stanford. And it cost us. And I, I, I think that um... – because Notre because Notre Dame has not been, you know, they haven't been in the in the um, in the playoff in the last couple of years. I, I feel like the leash will be even shorter for for the new the new you know coaching regime, just because it's Notre Dame is very much they have high expectations right. and it's what have you done for me lately? And yeah, it's a cleanup, but Notre Dame doesn't care. You know, they they want results. They want results. Oh, uh, Dick. I, I mean. Are they really a powerhouse? I mean, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm being saying, nice here. I'm trying to be nice. I'm not. Don't be I nice. Don't, yeah. Say, say what's on your mind. Oh, good. The flailing Irish. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that team. Great badminton skills. The Let's be honest. These guys aren't, they're trying to live off their reputation. A reputation yes. their last generation they didn't even earn. They need to get with a conference, rebuild it, rebuild up that reputation. And put some fear into somebody. You can't. You can't go out and beat DeVry University. But and they, try ain't, and- they ain't never been in a conference, and they were they were a power. <laughs> so th- there's no sense in calling for that now. I mean, you got to beat what's in front of you. If you ain't beating what's in front of you, why you want to go get in the conference? I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's part of it. But I mean, they just they need to recruit better. Well, let, let me let me give you a little insight on Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a lot like Georgia Tech and a lot of the. The brainy schools. A lot of times, <laughs> you gonna tell me Notre Dame ain't no brainy school? No, you, you're crazy. It's not. Yes, it is too. You gotta, uh, man. You gotta have your stuff, your ducks in the road to get into Notre Dame. I could have gotten in Notre Dame. You, you think every you, you you calling yourself short? I mean. I'm talking about as far as like getting into schools. Yeah, uh, I could have gotten to that school. Okay, well, you apparently you a pretty smart guy. Uh, we you uh, heard me on this podcast. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, use the word smart to uh, describe me. Okay, but yeah. OJ, could <laughs> you? OJ, could you have gotten in another day? Probably could have if I tried, but I didn't even. I didn't even bother for that lowly, you know, team in in South Bend. So you saying you got to have a. Uh, be a Rose Scholar to get in Florida State. I didn't say I that either. Even, I ain't gonna even talk about that I, one. I'm thinking they're a legacy school. They've lived off their legacy yes, for so long. One hundred percent. And they've had so much of that sort no, of No, no yeah, guys. Yeah, That's I Notre think, Dame. You got to have uh uh you gotta be smart to get into Notre Dame. I mean you can't and, be smart to get into schools. That's hurt their recruitment oh, okay. process. Okay. I mean, it's been talked you, about for years, OG. You think, but you do you think that these other program or the all these other schools that are you know in the top five or ten have just easy restrictions and they'll let anybody. Like, it's Michigan, tough to get into Georgia, it's, Michigan, it, it, USC, all those let, are tough let me, schools. Uh, okay, 
it's easier to get in Alabama than it is Notre Dame. It's easier to get in Georgia than it is Notre Dame. You got it. Wait a minute. Let me keep going. It's easier to get in Florida State than it is Notre Dame. All right, I'll give you Florida State. I'll give you Florida State. It, it I, is. I'm, been, I'm, I'm trying you, to tell you. I've been to Florida. I'll give you Florida State. How do you know? Like, you got anything? I, I know you want some facts, but are you? If you look it up, it is because how you think? Uh, uh, my boy at Alabama getting all them dogs down there. How you think he getting them? Hey, I wouldn't, get call, degrees, I, wouldn't call, I wouldn't call them road scholars. No, but uh, coincidentally, Florida State turned out a recent road scholar. So I don't. I don't who? Uh, Myron Roll, who obviously went on to play in the NFL. Yeah, he did. One. I think he's going to be a brain surgeon or something, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. literally a road scholar. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you see how rare like he is. He, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got yeah. both brains and physical talent yeah. and gifts. But so. that, listen, let me tell you. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you can't get it. You can get into LSU and you can't get into Notre Dame. That's one of the reasons why Brian Kelly left because, okay, okay. you, you know, know what? I, I looked at the statistic, I'm seeing the list, and number one, as far as hardest is Stanford, then USC, right. then UCLA, then Notre Dame. Okay. I, will, I will give you that Top one. five. And let's be honest, if I already had the talent to where like I could be considered to go further i probably wouldn't choose that school either well you I don't have to and, but, but that's but i'm i'm trying to enlighten you into the mentality of all these other you know students student athletes what they're doing is they're choosing schools that are giving them the most exposure the sec oh is, yes has no positioned doubt. itself to give the most exposure no, that's no why doubt. i say notre dame should get with a conference so they could share and set exposure that's no, but, why that's, but they they don't want to do that because they making a ton off tv See, they get all that. Yeah, but that's a funny way to say you don't want to win anymore. Well, I mean, no, no, no. They they won. They won uh, when they was doing that 30 and 40 years ago. But if Notre Dame ever gets back to the power status, then you'll see more big-time athletes going back to Notre Dame. But they're going to go where they win. Which is why we talked about Georgia Tech and mm -hmm. Harvard. You know, that was my great point the other day is – it, you're not going to Georgia Tech to play football, you know. Yeah, you not not many folks are going to to the, these right. schools to play football. If you're going to one of these particular schools, it's to you know be whatever this you know some doctor, lawyer, or right. something. Right. Not yeah. engineer. Not the, yeah, engineer, not the quarterback. Yeah. But if you get a Notre Dame education, you can go anywhere in the world, bro. I mean, you can get an education anywhere and go anywhere in the world. Not I mean, necessarily. I mean, not. Nah, it's true. I, I just, mean, you you're gonna go easier with that Notre Dame than than maybe uh. Florida State, would you say? You know, and I think honestly, that's based off of, and I was talking to somebody uh, last night about this. I think that's based off of connections because how much more about engineering or about nursing or law or anything can it, can any one school teach you than another? Okay, I think it's more about I think it's more about connections. Okay, and I think there's a long history of connections with Notre Dame your Harvards or whatever the schools are, and they have the boosters and the connections to get you from point A to point B. If you're not going to go into the NFL. All right. You know, so let me that's, ask you that's this. why, that's why I say that. Okay. Know? So if you get the same education, OG, you can chime in on this too. You get the same education at Notre Dame, uh, at Clark Atlanta, mm -hmm. and you get the same education at Notre Dame, and you put that in front of an executive, which one is he going to pick? 
the one with the more famous name. Unless that person went to Clark, that executive went to Clark Atlanta, then you going. I mean, it's a it's it's wait, about wait exposure. Uh, it's yeah, about exposure wait, at that point. Don't, which one is he gonna pick? That uh, that call him Spade a Spade now. Which one is he gonna pick? Clark Atlanta, OG, or is he gonna pick Notre Dame? Again, it's off a of reputation. I, I even do this. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. I even do this. Uh, is he gonna pick Clark Atlanta, or is he gonna pick Florida State? He'll pick the rep. It's based on reputation. reputation. So I'm, I, I want to interject here. So as it turns out, according to the um, roadscholar.co.uk, Michigan has more road scholars than Notre Dame. Just just putting that what out. What a rank Alabama. Michigan ha- is actually more. really hard. And Georgia to. has that, more that, road scholars what, than Notre what, Dame. Read that list you just had. All right. So yeah. my list, is, this is just. Now, listen to this. Now, it might have more Rose College, but listen right. to this. This is about the top Michigan 25 ain't stop five. Top college five. football teams ranked by acceptance rate. Uh, Stanford is the number one with a 6.6% acceptance rate. Then USC with 19.93. Uh, UCLA with a comparable 21.98. Then Notre Dame with a uh, 23.28. But that's just Let acceptance rate. To, yeah, that's just acceptance rate. It's hard getting into these schools. Yes. It's hard. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It, well, that's because they limit the amount of spaces. And that doesn't mean the quality of education is going to change Correct. from one to another. Correct. And if you get a scholarship, it kind of avoids yeah. the, all of that. Yeah, yeah, y'all all that. just going to say it, man. Y'all just don't like Notre Dame. So you're going to yes. try to find oh, yeah, every Correct. fault. Oh, yeah. So, so you're going to try to try to find every fault. Oh, so so OG ain't no big Florida State fan either, but they go down there and have all the wild parties and do all the crazy stuff that Warren Sapman was doing, but you ain't talking about that. I thought he went to... Warren Sapp went to Florida State. I thought he went to Miami. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm that. sorry. He went that's, to Mar- Miami. That's right. He went to Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was that down there raising cane at Florida State? Man, uh, which Deion one? Sanders? No. What well, primetime <laughs> yeah, went to uh, Florida State? Uh, Jameis Winston with the yeah, Crab Legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Jalen Ramsey and was Jay- talking that yak even back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you know, it, it's you know, I'm gonna support my school. Uh, y'all cool. gonna, you gonna support yours. Oh yeah. You gonna support yours. That's right. But okay. you are projecting your school on our on, yeah. On you, us. You're 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 trying to look down this dark tunnel and point to us telling you how great your school is. It is I'm great. shining a light and showing you that's a rat in the corner. No, nah, yeah. no, nah, that's Teachers just your remember when. <laughs> nah, that's, just, nah, nah, exactly. that, that's just y'all's opinion. That's so all, just yeah. y'all just put that in your pocket. That's just all y'all's opinion. All that's right, cool. we we gonna move on. We gonna move on. <laughs> uh, you, you got anything else on college football, OG? No, we're getting into the kind of the the crunch time. A lot of uh, of conference games, which will really the next two three weeks will really kind of set the stage for the way too early BCS rankings and you know position jockeying for position for uh, for the BCS championship. So. Yeah. A lot. It, it these games matter, and um, yeah, we're, we're going to see how it plays out here. As as Georgia has some some crunch time games, and uh, you know Alabama's got to got to adapt to survive. And I, I'm gonna give old Lane uh, Giffen some credit here. He got old Miss at six and oh, seven and oh. Yeah, you, you got to give him his props. Uh, I mean, he they, he got him playing well. Got him back in the conversation. Hey, Mom OG dropped a uh, a quick one. Has T Bird heard of Rose Holman? This is a much smaller but more exclusive neighbor school down at Terre Haute. OG can tell him about it. it 
Is it is it a good school or what? It is. It's a Division three. I think it still is Division three school. But I mean, it is like it's like the I don't know the MIT for engineering or the Georgia. You know, it's it's the Midwest. You know, engineering powerhouse, uh-huh. and they produce. I mean, they're not a football school, but they produce. You know, all these engineers and and these very smart people that are going there for education, not not for yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you try and adopt that approach for Notre Dame instead of oh yeah we're we're still a powerhouse. We're still relevant. Well, all I got to tell you is, is when we become relevant again, okay. I'm going to tear y'all up. Yeah, and I won't cheer. You yeah, know, I'll, I'll wait for that for you to say cheer. that. Don't cheer. Don't cheer. But it'll be a long time before you will start <laughs> I don't cheering. Think, I don't think it'll be that much longer. I think you got to be bowl. You may not be bowl eligible this year, T-Bird. Well, you know, we still got to play the games, OG. Yeah, we gonna, still got to play. Now, Florida State might not be bowl eligible either. Hey, we, we, we gave Clemson a run now. Clemson's at least in the top they five. That, that don't get you in the bowl for giving somebody a run. Dude. No, but we got. I think oh, okay. we got a better record See, than Notre Dame. It, it, don't don't give me that. It, it, you know, I will. I will make a promise to you. What? Not only will I not cheer for Notre Dame, but I will not hold my breath for them to start winning either. But you know what? Even that being said. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna keep none of that money from coming to South Bend, Indiana. Hey, we were talking about money. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just letting I'm you not, know. I can't lie about that. that that's know. not gonna keep because they still got the television contract. They still get paid. They still on every week, and they still know the name. And when we do win again, I'm gonna let y'all know. Not yeah. to digress or anything, but I wanted to ask you about that. You know, since now that they have the. Um, the personal uh, licensing for the players. What is that? The NIL or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how relevant is all that other stuff? It's because if a player is good, no matter where they go, there they are, which is which really helps, you know, those smaller schools. The They're going to get paid. States. Yeah, the Jackson States and all yeah, these yeah, other schools. Yeah, no doubt. You know, as long as they, you know, okay. they don't have to shine at Notre Dame or any other losing school. They all the... <laughs> 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 if y'all can hear that middle finger go up, um, <laughs> Mama OG, give me a little help on that. Uh, I, I mean, it's it still matters. I I think if you are a you know well known player at a small school, that's that's excellent. But I think the the powerhouse schools are going to say, hey, you can be a well known player at top five, whatever top five football program in the country, and it that that matters. It, it, it matters. I think it changes the dynamics. I think it'll really change the dynamics when it comes to basketball more than it does football right yeah so well you know hopefully we can get coach prime in here one day so he can talk about it (laughs) that would be great wouldn't it yeah yeah definitely no doubt about it yeah all right guys when we come back we're gonna talk about our wonderful atlanta hawks who got off to a good start uh the other night and they also planned tonight so uh back in a minute Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday at 6 p.m. live the episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. 
Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. guys coming back on the couch potato sports report sorry about that uh we are going into the home stretch og and dick and atlanta hawks oh i watched that game the other night and i saw so much good work uh you know deontay murray trey young john collins uh deandre hunter all the scoring across the board Great defense. Something we've been hollering for defense for years. Uh, Deontay Murray had five steals by himself. By himself. We ain't had that in three seasons. At least. So, so I want to get y'all's take on what how y'all think we're going to do this year, what you think the mesh going to be between Murray and Young, and uh, how far you think we'll go. So, obviously, small sample size, one game, but – what we've seen in the preseason has seemed to carry over so far. What I like the most, and and in my opinion, to win a championship in basketball, whether it's college or NBA, you have to have at least three guys that can score 20 points. Yes. And the Falcons had four guys that Hawks, scored 20 Hawks, points. Yeah. Yeah, Hawks, I'm yeah. sorry. The, the Hawks had four guys that scored 20 points. But the thing I like the most, the assists. We actually we actually passed the ball to somebody other than Trey. And Trey had 13 assists, which means he passed it to other people. Right. And and then uh, your boy Murray had had a 11 as well. The, the minutes were were all good. Everybody shot well. You know, no but you've got to have three guys so if somebody does struggle, you've you've got someone else to pick up the slack. That's the thing though. Nobody went into double digits when he came to rebounds. That I mean, is that gonna end up becoming a worry later on in the season? That's a good point. Uh yes. Because, you know, uh, you know, first game, hopefully you're gonna have uh Clint Capella and um I always forget the African guy's name. Uh, uh Agonku. Agonku. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I can't say never said name, but them two, they really gotta uh you know operate on them boards because you know when you play a lot of the better teams in the league uh-huh. they're gonna be they're gonna be getting them boards so those boys really got to come through with that and Okongu is special and I think he's gonna really blossom this year he is just a nice nice piece that we got to to go along with Capella and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if before it's all said and done that that's probably gonna flip flop to where Okongu may be your start and Capella coming off the bench because Okongu can run that floor, good passer, plays good defense, and we must play good defense. You must play good defense in the NBA, OG. You yeah, must. Yeah, no question about you it. You must. And, and 
you know, to your point, Dex, we shot the ball well. I, Trey struggled a little bit, which which that's, last year we would have lost by 30 points yeah, if he struggled. That's right. But because we've got that balance, you know, other others picked up slack. But the whole team shot 50% from the field. And then the, the Rockets didn't do much better, which is good. That means we play defense. But we, there's not a lot of not a ton of offensive rebounds to be had when you're when you're making one out of every two that's shots. A great point. I gotta I gotta you know give you your props on that that's one. That's exactly right. Well, Dick, how do you think uh, Coach Nate gonna play into this equation? I mean, get out of the way. Are we are we gonna you know as past performance uh, getting into it, question? Hey, talk no? about it. I mean, here's the thing. All of that can be taken away. I mean, it, it won't matter if you're winning. All right. So how they win, it doesn't matter. So I I think his relevancy is going to be more questioned down the stretch and how he sets things up. As far as, you know, the the front court, I think they're pretty solid with Collins. Um and was it Murray? Uh, Collins and Hunter. I'm sorry. Yeah, Collins, Collins and Hunter. Collins and Hunter. I, I think that duo as long as they, you know, stay together, they work well, and you can get like a lot of production out of those guys. I agree so. with that, and you got to leave John Collins alone. Yeah, your boy John had an incredible great, game. Incredible game. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone and stop telling him you're gonna trade him for this and trade him the for that. Yeah. And you got to get this kid credit, man. They've been trying to trade him for three years, and all he's did was go out there and give you the best performance he can give. Maybe that's some a- good, some bad, but. He he kept his head, you know. Maybe that's the motivator for him. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, we're you know we're not behind the scenes. We're just seeing you know right. all of this. Maybe that's a motivator for him. Oh, you're gonna get kicked out of the house if you don't, you know. I mean, I, should I, we I, tread that with T Bird next week? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always detect mutiny uh, from time to time? I mean. <laughs> Is it mutiny if it if if there was no unity to begin with, or I don't know how's this work? Well, y'all boys cold. Yeah, y'all cold. We, we don't have that's, Mo here. Yeah, though, she's not so. holding us back. That, that's cold that right there, man. man. Man, that's uh, folks. Y'all hear that? That's cold. Yeah. Well, you know where to find <laughs> us if you want some ice cubes. But but uh, you know, speak, talking about the Hawks, DeAndre Mur, uh, not DeAndre Mur, but uh, DeAndre Hunter. You know, he gets the $95 million deal, four years. You know, I want to like that deal, but DeAndre Hunter is injury prone. And I I just want to see how long he's going to go before he gets injured. I thought the other night he got hit and was sitting on the floor. I said, oh, my God, he's hurt already, you know? Yeah, is it worth it? Because last year he had some, uh, I guess, game IQ, you know, errors yeah. and and just didn't really make the most intelligent plays at all. T- Except for the last game of the year. Yeah, but is it worth? Is he worth ninety five million for four? We gonna see. We gonna find we, out. We, we we gonna see because they've always liked him, so they signed him. So we need him to have his breakout year this year. And to be that threat in the NBA, you know, he's a two way. So he's going to give you offense and defense. So, you know, we need that. And we got the holiday boys on our bench and them boys are defensive nuts. And they had steals the other night, too. And they're going to give you some points off the bench. Bogey Bogdanovich is uh, hurt. <laughs> so his, his name is hurt. I can yeah. tell you that much. So when we get Bogey back, you know, he's going to give us what he gives us, which you know, Bogey's usually pretty good. So, different makeup this year, uh, you know, of the team. 
But if I got a parting shot, Coach Nate is going to have to learn to coach in this uh, this era's NBA. Yeah, whatever he's done is well. I, I don't want I don't want to give him too much credit. If if he has done this, then all the more power to him. Keep it up. But it is refreshing to see, especially last year. It was the Trace show with no defense to see yeah. a. 180 from that yeah. is is very refreshing. And just taking the ball and playing good defense and rebounding and running the floor. Basics. This, yeah, basics. basic basketball. And this year, you can't stop them with that with that take file. You, yeah. So we're going to see some fast break points this year, Dick. Yeah, I, I mean, we get, we're off to a good start. It's, uh, you know, we'll see how exactly how long that momentum lasts. But I don't know. I'm looking forward to the season, to be honest with you. Um, you know, if you if you got everybody healthy, I feel like that's the best way to judge them. That's right. Otherwise, you know, you're you're just kind of filling in pieces here and there until you get everything together. I would like to see what the Holiday Brothers do together since, you know, as brothers, they probably played together their entire right, life. Right. What, you know, what kind of chemistry are they going to bring and how is that going to change the dynamics for the forward? So, well, they, you know, we had Justin Holiday early on when he first came into the league so we got him back and we got his brother and I uh which one is in Milwaukee Drew 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 so I forget the Aaron Aaron is the one we got here yeah Aaron yeah, and Justin so you know we're gonna see I, I saw some good things the other night hopefully we're gonna get more of that I, I'm wondering though what what did the parents say to them to get all of them in the NBA like what kind hey, that, of yeah? Uh, what kind of uh, Todd Majerovich Marovich? I know <laughs> speeches were given out. <laughs> Me and my friend was talking about that yesterday. Do you realize they probably fighting to see who gonna buy Mama this and who gonna buy Mama that, and and they got a bank account running through the house. Right? Think How it, nice is that? It's like it's like the the three Watt brothers in the NFL. Yeah, that's and, I mean, right. imagine growing up the food that those households that ate. ate. <laughs> I mean, my God, no yeah. doubt about it, man. Oh yeah, the biggest like food bills. Yeah, because all those guys are like over six. Oh, I mean, they're all big oh, boys. Yeah. But even yeah. even basketball. I mean, you're running yeah. and got. I mean, just oh, the, you the, eating. You gotta have yeah. that fuel. You gotta. Have yeah. that fuel. Oh my God, it's paying off now for for Mama Holiday. Oh bro. man, she's smiling like a Billy Goat eating oh. barbed wire. Man. <laughs> And on that note, guys, we got an important shots. Um, OG. I I just the Falcon, I have hope with the Falcon. I didn't think I would say that this year, but I have hope with the Falcons. Okay. Hope with the Falcons, Dick. I uh I'm looking forward to soccer. <laughs> At this point, that's kind of all I okay. got. Okay. I, I might buy tickets to Supercross. Okay. You know? What did you think of the uh, the European soccer, what, whatever it was, in Philadelphia, um, the same the same time as the the Braves Phillies games, or you know that whole experiment. I, I don't mean, know. That, I mean, the best way to put it is shitty timing. But at the same time, if you're not the type of person to watch baseball, you have a whole other sport. So I guess. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens, the city of Philadelphia wins. You know what I mean? Right. Anytime you bring European soccer to America, you you get a view of what it's supposed to look like. Just the speed of the game, the intellect, the you know the just the schemes, things like that. Just yeah. it's something else. So is that kind of like how we play? The NFL plays a few games in Europe, kind of the same. You yeah. know, the same deal, but reversed. Uh, um, I mean, it's hard to it's it's hard to say because they're used to a nonstop sport. Where with this sport, it's very 
I mean, I guess the closest comparison would be something like um, cricket to where, you know, there's a play, it stops, it, you know, you reset. Yeah. Speaking of nonstop, uh, hockey just started. And I know oh. how you think what you guys think about hockey, but that is playoff hockey. There's nothing more exciting than playoff hockey I because it's it, continuous dude. action. Yes. Uh, and the, uh, the abs are looking pretty solid this year. Yeah. All right. Well, OG, we'll uh, maybe one day we'll give you a hockey segment. How oh, about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah. share one, man. Definitely. Let's do it. Yeah. So we'll go to our hockey guru, OG. Oh, well, we can take we can cut the Braves out because you know they. they <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. My parting shot is the Georgia Bulldogs better look out for the Tennessee Volunteers because they come into play, and if you ain't ready, you might just get beat. Again, Tennessee <laughs> is an open carry state, so yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Cash Potato Sports Report. And until next week, more be back. Y'all have a great weekend.